0: Welcome to a Story That Works podcast, where we're going to write stories, share our work, and show you that if you want to write, all it takes is figuring out your own process. So go do the work, get your stories on the page, and confidently share them. I'm Rebecca and I'm Caitlin. Welcome to our first official episode of a story that works. But that's in the intro, so it's fine.
1: You know where you are.
0: So this is where we're going to talk about the pre-writing phase. And the first thing I wanted to talk about are constraints. I think there are some kinds of constraints that we place on ourselves that are healthy. Figuring out what the story is and what it isn't. But then there are other things that we can do that actually stop us from the work. So we think, oh, I'm too young to write. I'm too old to write. I don't have time. Those kinds of things really kind of get in the way. And so we're here to help you break through those false constraints, but then figure out which ones you need in order to tell your story better. And in this case, one of the constraints that we had is our prompt. We were both writing from the same thing, which to remind you, I gave Caitlin a list of different prompts to choose from. Thinking that she would pick anything else, she picked an abandoned couch in the woods. So I wanted to ask what actually made you choose that prompt? Well,
1: I think it's important to note that I think you and I have a very different Ideas of what a prompt is. For you, it's a prompt is like, oh, you're in an aquarium and there's a wedding and someone is poisoned and there are bananas involved. And for me, a prompt is like, it takes place in the summer (laughs) and you have to talk about the color blue. Yeah. So I think out of all the ones you sent me, for once, I mean, I like spooky things and so an abandoned couch in the wood jumped out at me right away but it was also the least specific Mm -hmm. because you could really go anywhere with it and I think it's more interesting to me to see what we come up with when we have such a broad idea instead of like this is exactly where you need to be and here are the elements that you need to have and blah 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 blah.
0: I mean to be fair I've written a couple different stories with the NYC Midnight prompts and that asks you to write a story in 48 hours. And they'll give you a genre, a subject and a character or a genre, an object and a location. I like those types of prompts because
1: those like you can go anywhere. But even at like when I was Googling story prompts, they're all just so specific and so involved. And I feel like that really puts me in a box.
0: I don't like to be, you know. We're very different in that sense. I think that the more constraints I have, kind of sometimes the easier it gets to be. And I also think that even with sort of three different constraining factors like if you have a genre a character and a location or a genre an object a location whatever we can still go anywhere and do anything with the story it's just that you have an idea of what the story actually is because the genre is ultimately just like what change happens on the specific value scale. So if you have a horror story, you know that's life and death. And so you have a monster. And there are certain things that you kind of know intuitively from that genre. And to me, in an abandoned couch in the woods, it's like, that's not a story. That's That was an image that I was inspired by on a walk in the woods with my family. <laughs> Which is funny because I wrote it down. <laughs> and you, uh, you know, you chose it and... For me, that was just like, I have absolutely no idea how to turn that into a story at all. So in your words, like, what makes something a story? Because I talk a lot about, for me, a story is its change from start to finish. Like, something's different. What about for you? Like, how did you say, okay, an abandoned couch in the woods, how did you then turn that into a story?
1: I was Well, I was just, like, staring into space when you asked you that, like, to create that visual, because that's such a question, Mm because I don't, I don't know. Because I've never really felt the need to sit down and define a story, because a story is a story. Right. Like, I feel like, to me, like, that's, I don't, I just never felt any sort of requirement to sit down and define it. I just said that twice, but it's true. Yeah. Like, a story is a story. A story is
0: right well I mean it is but for example so I have my story the moon which you read and I don't know I'm sure at some level someone could identify the five commandments or whatever it is um, that story grid talks about and yet I can't and I didn't write it that way I didn't write it using this the five commandments I just basically sat down and decided to write what would happen if the moon disappeared I have no idea where the character came from I have no idea where the story came from and I guess that kind of scares me in a way so The reason I didn't study English in college, the reason I gave up writing for a really long time, is I I get very nervous when I write something that works and I feel like I can't reproduce it. Not that I want to reproduce that specific story, but just like the idea of creating a story and that I'll never be able to write something as good again. And so I guess I would say, you know, psychoanalysis here, that that's why I spent so long studying and figuring out sort of what are these elements that make a story work. And I think that's partly why when you picked An Abandoned Couch in the Woods, it was kind of terrifying for me because I had no idea what to do with it, where to go with it, how to turn it into a story. Like it provided no clarity. And that was scary. And I think writing in a sense kind of can be scary for people, or at least for me. I don't, I don't know about you. Oh, it's terrifying. It's, for so many different reasons. Yeah. it's Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, we choose to to come back to it. I think partly because we have this podcast that we have to do it. Yeah,
1: we're, we're committed. Yes,
0: and that sense of accountability, I think, helps you. So if you have to hire somebody to be your accountability partner or give somebody a check that is made out to a place that you hate and tell them that if you don't get your work done in however much time you think you need, a month, then they have permission to send that check out. Whatever you need too. That is so aggressive. I mean, but that's something that like I think I, I do who
1: has checks? I have checks. Wow, you are old older. So. Wow, okay.
0: <laughs> no, but I, like in whatever way you can, give yourself a sense of accountability. I mean, you, you do that or you should do that because that's the only reason I think I finished this story. Not that it's great, not that it's it doesn't have changes to be made because I think it does, but some part of me was very intimidated just to even attempt this kind of a prompt. And I guess that's why I've done some of those NYC Midnight Stories. I paid to submit a story that I had to write in 48 hours or whatever. And so everything I had went to that story because I wasn't going to just throw away $45 or $55 or whatever it was. Yeah. And... In this case, you know, the podcast kept me coming back. But it's, I think it's just, it's an interesting thing to look at, this idea of what a story is, what makes a story. But also I think I'm probably overanalyzing it and overthinking it because I feel like that is my comfort zone to do that. And so like for me, again, I have absolutely no idea how to turn it into a story. And what I had to do, like you sat and you said you, you stared into space and thought about it, I guess. I had to journal. I had to give myself these like 10 minutes. Okay, go, go write, just freehand, write it out out by hand on a piece of paper what about this like write about the idea write what if questions figure out how you can turn this into a story and that's something I did way back in I, I remember it in high school ninth grade English class in case you're mm-hmm. curious you know just like taking 10 minutes every single day at the start of class to just kind of free write and that's what I had to go back to is just this like very basic idea of journaling about it and I came to then my first idea of like Okay, why would this couch be in the forest and how did it get there? And so my first idea was then, okay, I'll write a story about delivering this couch. And the change then is that the couch goes from one location to another. And I took some time with that story kind of writing it out and figuring things out and you know, it ended up going nowhere, but at least I had the practice of figuring that out. So I thought that was interesting for me is just to kind of go to this very basic idea of just journaling where there's no pressure where you can get words on the page Page just for fun and have them there and see what happens. Well, I don't think this whole thing was entirely fair because... I
1: read the prompt and it jumped out at me and like the wheels started turning in my head and I was like, I can work with this. When I was younger, I always really liked doing visual prompts where someone would give you a picture and be like, create a story from this picture. I loved doing that. And I had this visual of this couch in my head. And so it was really easy for me to know what I was going to do because the wheels turned very quickly. And then I chose the prompt knowing that I knew what I was going to do. And then you had to start from complete scratch.
0: I mean, first of all, life isn't fair, right? So forcing myself into do this, creating this podcast, to force myself to write was like the epitome of unfair. <laughs> and I did that for a reason. But I also, like, I came up with the prompt just because you chose which one. I mean, yeah, my wheels were kind of turning for a couple of the other ones that I hoped you would pick. But this was something I very specifically, I, I have a detailed memory of walking with my family through this specific trail near my house. And so I like I don't think it's fair for you to say well it's not fair for you to be forced into this prompt because I wasn't forced into it. I mean yeah you had this vivid image of it and I had to sort of come to it in a different way but I think that that's what makes it interesting and and the whole point of this is to kind of figure out how you work and how to get yourself back to the page again and again I'm just like the table like
1: if you had chosen like there was a prompt about gravity I think it was a prompt about a
0: scientific principle being proven false
1: well like and if you would have chosen that one like I would have been like dead in the water like, I would have been like, I don't know.
0: I don't know what to Maybe do I'll this. have to choose that for next time. No, I'm kidding. I
1: mean, maybe, though, because, like, I just took the easy way and I was like, this is what I'm comfortable with. This, I know I can do this. I have a story already panning out in my head mm-hmm. instead of, like, I have no idea where I would go with that. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's important to challenge yourself and not just live in where you feel comfortable and what you know you're good at.
0: So when you read the prompt, you instantly thought of this whole image that you wrote about, like, this whole story? It developed very quickly. Okay, interesting.
1: And even though, like, I don't, I don't think I knew the second I chose the prompt, but I chose the prompt instantly,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I knew that something would happen, and it happened very,
0: very quickly. Well, I like, I like to hear that because I'm hoping that, <laughs> at least in my twisted mind, that your experience writing, if I just sort of let go of all my overthinking and overanalyzing and kind of give myself over to the writing world and that side of my brain, that I can at least develop that through practice. Yeah. I also got stuck a lot because I worried about your story being great, which is terrible because I know your writing and your writing is different than my writing, right? They're different stories. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. But I felt intimidated. I definitely felt like, oh, these people are going to hear your story and fall in love with it instantly because I fall in love with your writing instantly and they're going to hear mine and be like, okay, well, I can maybe do that (laughs) because that's not that great. (laughs) And that's okay. You know, (laughs) it's a teaching podcast. So it's supposed to be like approachable and attainable. Something that you can do. I don't have special powers as a writer. I think what's interesting to me is to kind of look at what are the things you do really well. And you, in my mind, you have this clear sense of what a story is without having to define it. For me, I think I have a pretty strong writing voice. Like even when I'm just journaling out, I I can hear the thoughts in my head and I think it comes out pretty well. Even in the story where I wrote about delivering a couch, like there was no conflict, there was no stakes. It was just kind of a bunch of nothing happening. I still had descriptive factors that I really liked, how I talked about the characters and the couch itself and everything. Like I think it sounded pretty, but sounding pretty isn't enough, right? Like it's not a story just because it sounds good. Well, I mean some books can
1: get by but I think you should I think you should go back to that couch story sometime because I think you were building up to something really interesting and intriguing but you could also tell that you had absolutely no idea what the fresh hell was going on like
0: (laughs) I didn't But I like
1: but like if you if you ever figured it out I think that you should go back to it and not just abandon it like a couch in the woods.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I did a lot of brainstorming with that and I kept asking myself question after question about what is going on? Why are they delivering this couch? And I just nothing came to me. Nothing right. stood out. It was just like, okay, so they deliver this couch in the woods. So what? And then I kept thinking, well, what if they deliver it in the couch and it's the same couch that ends up in your story? <laughs> oh my gosh. Crossover event. Crossover event. Of the century. No, that's Avengers, but whatever.
1: Oh my gosh,
0: do not. We won't. <laughs> but no, like still so too soon. It is Way too soon. But no, I feel like I just had no purpose for the story and and I struggle a lot with, if I don't have a purpose, how do I move forward? And that's a lot in my pre-writing processes. Some of it happens on the page and brainstorming. Some of it is just like in my head, like, okay, what is this story? Why do I want to tell it? Because if I don't know why I want to tell it, then nobody else is going to know why they should read it. And it's funny because sometimes like with the moon story, it just popped out. I just sat down and was like, write it and it happened but then a lot of things I have to sit and kind of it's like pulling teeth
1: well I think sometimes the purpose of the story reveals itself as you go or as you finish or maybe you think it was a certain purpose and then it turns out to be something else
0: well and I think that's a perfectly valid thing to happen it just
1: sometimes you're just surprised
0: but like I still can't quantify what the purpose of the moon story was not that that's the story we're talking about, but... Well, I think the moon story is cool because you don't have to
1: look the purpose in the face. Right. You know, you don't have to be like, here, I'm going to put this purpose on this platter and here you, here you go. It's up for interpretation about you what you want to take away from it. It doesn't have to have one purpose. You can listen to a song that's very clearly about something else and apply it to your own life and have it be super relatable.
0: The reason I struggle with it and the reason I'm like, oh, I need to have a purpose is because I sat down and wrote the moon in one sitting. And it was yeah. the first track that I sent to them and that they wanted to publish. And it was just a journal exercise for me. Like I typed it, but it was exactly like the same thing of, okay, here's 10 minutes, write this many words. Because at the time I was like, I need to get myself to write every day. And so I have to write 300 words and get the writing done. It, it doesn't take that long to do, so you can do it. And that's what came out. And that was great. I, I really liked it, but I have no idea where it came from. And so how can I replicate the process to continue to create stories? That's, that's where the question comes right? Like now I don't know how to do it again. And that's what frustrates me the most. And that's again why I stopped writing for a really long time. And so we have this podcast (laughs) to try and figure it out. And you're right. I I don't think the point has to flash you in the face like there are different roles to a story where you have the writer you have the reader you have the editor and the reader and the writer can see completely different points because they come at a story from two completely different mindsets with different lives and everything so just because I have a certain point in mind doesn't mean that's going to come off on the page in such a blindingly annoying way right so I mean it's not just okay I have to have a point and I have to put it on the page but no I have to figure out why I'm writing something and I never got that with the couch story the first version of it the second version I did some brainstorming and I at least kind of came to an idea that I liked enough to just throw a draft on the page so I don't know how it worked but at least I see a way forward and yes there Mm -hmm. are still some things I have to fix on it but again I think I I have a good handle on voice I have a good handle on I don't even know what else I have a good handle on voice (laughs) But I don't necessarily on the the core of a story or who these characters are, why are they in the story and figuring that out I think can help make my writing better.
1: I think it's hard with short stories too because my first experiences with short stories were like in high school when we were always looking for like hidden meanings and metaphors mm. and all of that. And I don't think every short story needs to be that way. I don't think mm-hmm. every short story needs to be like a reflection on something. Like sometimes a story is just allowed to be a happening, a series of events, you know, mm-hmm. and you can take take from it what you will. But like the old man in the sea, you know, it's literally a story about an old man fishing and the fish is being a dick. Like that's the story. Mm-hmm. And like, and it was even said that like, that's what it is. But everybody's like, what does it mean?
0: It has to mean something. It has to mean something. But, but that's how people turn interpret it I think that's part of the power of storytelling it can literally be something but then metaphorically be something else
1: I just feel like we always need it to mean something Mm -hmm. we cannot it's hard to take it at face value because we've been so taught to find hidden meanings in everything
0: yeah and I guess on a completely different level I think for me Figuring out why I'm writing something is sort of like figuring out myself in a way too. Okay. And that's kind of how I see it. When I keep saying, I need, I need a point, I need, like why write this of all the other things in the world that I could be doing or writing? And so for me reaching that, is more important than necessarily, like, what hidden meetings can I put in this? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. I never got to that with the first version of this story. If we look at it in terms of, okay, I have to figure out this story, quote unquote, there are certain elements that should be there. And one of those is, okay, here's a protagonist. They have a goal, which is the reason that they're acting. Otherwise, we would just stay at home, not do anything, never leave our beds, right? We have to have a reason to get up. have to have a reason to go after what we want. An obligation sometimes. Absolutely. That's absolutely the case sometimes. And then there's something at stake. So if they don't get what they want, they stand to lose something. And if you're really good, if they do get what they want, they also stand to lose something. But the goal versus stakes is what creates that conflict. And in my first version, I had these two guys who were delivering a couch and both the guys had their own sort of personality. They were different in that it was kind of like an odd couple sort of thing. And then the couch had her own personality. And for me, it was this interesting study of like humanity. Do you do your job and place responsibility above everything else? Or do you treat something well? And I could not find enough conflict in there to kind of keep it going. And this relates back to sort of the first time I wrote a novel. Every time I got stuck and couldn't move forward, it was because I had done something that blocked me earlier on. So my original novel idea was to write a story about these people who could do anything with their minds. But you remember this story, maybe?
1: Is this the story you were writing when we first met? Yes,
0: it is. Like, what was (laughs) it? Like,
1: something, something, repeat.
0: Yes, I do remember. I don't remember the title. But essentially, it was like using the power of your thoughts, you can create anything into existence, except you have like energy is neither created or destroyed. So if you bring something into existence, it takes takes a toll on you physically or whatever it is and I thought that was so interesting like that was it but (laughs) every time I got caught and couldn't move forward it was because something in the action didn't allow for forward momentum and so I had to go back figure out where that point was where I kind of went down the wrong path and start over and a lot of writers shouldn't do that should just go straight to the end and not worry about what's stopping them but I at the time at least you know thought that I knew better and I did get to the end of that story I've never looked at it again it is in a desk drawer never to be uncovered but
1: did you finish it did you finish the whole novel
0: oh I probably do that it wasn't great but that's okay it got done so I learned from that process that if there's something stopping me it's for a reason and when I analyzed this short story the couch being delivered into the woods I couldn't get to an ending and I realized that it was because of the whole story right like if you don't have that many words there's only so much that could be going wrong and even though I loved. I was attached to this voice and and these characters that I had created. It wasn't serving a bigger purpose enough to be on the page, but I didn't want to delete it because I liked it. And so I think that's part of why I started over with it. Can I just
1: say that when I was I read this draft with this couch delivery, and then I've read your new draft and in both stories, I envisioned them going in a certain direction and I was so hoping that that was where they were going to go. And if they went in that direction, I probably would have like burst into tears both times. What direction? I will get there. Okay. I'm just okay. letting you know. Like you were setting it up really well and I was like oh my gosh is this what she's gonna do and like if you did that my heart went on the floor.
0: Well maybe there's a chance for me to edit and turn it into something like that but my brain just didn't give it to me. <laughs> that's why you got my brain. Well exactly that's why you're my first reader and I hope that you know you consider me similarly. My brain is a scary place. My brain is a scary place so I think everybody's is. Yeah. But yeah like I- I'm interested once we get to the editing process to kind of talk about that but what about you I mean you said the story just kind of instantly popped into your head did you have any free writing or brainstorming sessions that helped anything that you figured out really worked for you didn't work for you well most of my
1: pre-writing is always very internal I've had stories building in my head that stay there and like marinate for years before I start actually writing them and trying to turn them into something so and I mean this is different because it's not a novel but it just was literally like scenes playing out in my mind because that's kind of how my creativity has always worked it's just I mean that's how I just am as a person everything happens inside my head it doesn't come natural to me to write things down like write down how I feel write down what I'm thinking and it also doesn't come naturally to like speak it you know that's why I'm such like a lonely asshole but no it's very much an inner monologue an inner like there's a movie always playing in my head so and then when I start actually writing that's when things get a little wild but my pre-writing it's not that interesting because it's just a continuous progression that only plays out in the mad landscape of my own mind.
0: I mean, that's fascinating. I think it opens up a lot of different questions. Like, I am very good at the public speaking realm of things and journaling, but I see movies in my head too, like reading and just in general, I'll play out the same scenario a million times, mostly with fictional men. But, <laughs> oh, wow, <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, interesting is one way to put it. But no, I think there are similarities in the way that we think, but also very distinct differences. I have a really hard time translating that movie into words, which is, again, partially why I went to study as opposed to just doing the work. But I also thought the work was really hard at the time and just kind of let myself marinate in that. This is so difficult, I should just go do something else. But it was all for the writing. I kept saying, oh, I'm gonna study and that'll help me get better. But really, you have. Have to actually do the work so my process is to try and figure out why I'm telling this story because I think by knowing my internal thought process will help me get the words on the page better which is extremely different it sounds like from yours which is just chaos
1: And I'm not saying that it always works. I mean, most of the time it works for me. Like, I tried to make a habit of getting everything in my head and putting it somewhere tangible. But it's just never really been what I was good at. It's all in there.
0: I mean, maybe I'll have to give you a really difficult prompt. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, honestly, as long as you'll actually do the work. I know how hard it is for you to do your homework.
1: It is like I might full on lose my mind. I you know, because well, that was that's been my goal all along. (laughs) To make me go insane. Honestly, (laughs) what are we like hell in a handbasket as everyone's grandma would say I'm in the basket. Like, let's go.
0: Yes, I am already insane so you'd be in good company by turning insane okay well now
1: that we're both insane
0: yeah a lot of writers say okay i've i've been writing stories since i was six years old and you know i yeah. i have i i remember with my cousins we would put on a whose line is it anyway show and we would write those things yeah i think partially because i've been doing that for so long i have a lot easier time of coming up with a non-fiction story or an essay i can do that all in my head and just type it up and you you know my blog posts and everything it's a one draft thing for me now there's good and bad to that maybe maybe they're actually terrible and that's why nobody reads them but for me the fiction part is not as easy and I, I think it will be interesting for you to kind of talk about that process for you and what that looks like like where did this idea was it just something that you've just a scene in your head that you've had playing around I mean obviously you can't have been had it in your mind forever because you just heard about the prompt like how yeah. did it how did it just pop in there Is it like a recurring theme for you, just like death and destruction?
1: Well, there, I mean, there are definitely recurring themes, and I like two of the recurring themes that I always notice is either someone has a terrible mother and some sort of sibling relationship in relation to that, which is weird because I don't think I have a terrible mother. She's absolutely batshit bananas, but she's never been to that level, and I don't have siblings that I grew up with. But in another reoccurring theme that I have gone back to is pregnancy, which is also really weird because I've never been pregnant. I don't really have... A a tremendous desire to ever be pregnant I'm not maternal in any way shape or form but multiple stories I've written about either being pregnant or the complications or whatever or motherhood like it's mother I think motherhood is like a huge theme in all of my stories and it freaks me out because motherhood doesn't is not something that I foresee in my life
0: I think that's fascinating
1: And, and I find myself back with this new story talking about motherhood and pregnancy and birth and that is just it just happens it just comes to me and I, I don't know why I can't sit down and pick it apart and be like oh I have a fascination with any of these topics because I don't actively think about it, but when it comes time to write about it, it just like pours out of me. It's so strange. Mm -hmm. I mean, you probably could pick it apart, but what's the point in that? Well, even if I try to, like, there are are a lot of things that you can kind of break down and be like, this is why this is the way that it is, and this is why this happens the way that it does in my brain, and I just don't know. And I think that, combining with, I like to be dramatic, I like to write about high-stakes situations. I don't know. And I like to write, I like to write about massive internal conflicts and I don't like to write about likable characters. Yeah. So this is kind of a melting pot of this big internal conflict, this very dramatic birthing scene and a protagonist that's, that if I like fleshed out the story and turned it into something more, like I don't think she would be particularly likable or particularly heroic.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
1: I like reading about heroes, but there are enough heroes in the world, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I got an email from Robert McKee who is the, what is it, grandfather of all storytelling stuff screenwriting whatever it is and I think what you're saying deals with this idea of finding love in the work itself but he talks about like what is your story he basically goes on to talk about like great writers not being eclectic what we do is we find themes and that's what we discuss in our work just over and over again and some people it just comes to them I think which maybe is your case and other people like me have to kind of pick that apart and figure that out but he asks in this email what are the things that drive you to write and that's just basically what it reminded me of as you talking about that is those are recurring themes for you you don't know why and for your process you don't have to or don't want to don't need to whatever discuss them pick it apart figure out why whereas I'm the analytical type and I kind of need to but I also have a really hard time then figuring out well what are those themes and for me I think part of it is just like this idea of the way our minds work but I couldn't tell you what recurring themes show up in my stories. I still have yet to figure that out. And maybe that's because I spent so much time doing the whole trying to figure that out thing. And it's not something that you can unless you do it. You have a lot of like middle-aged white men in your stories. Yeah, and that's sort of like my father. And so I guess maybe there's some father stuff going on, but...
1: You always write from like their perspective too, which I always think is interesting. I know, Because I write weird. from like, either really not masculine men or badass girls, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean maybe... Maybe it's this desire for a strong fatherly figure in my life. Not that I don't love my father, but he had some emotional trauma as a child, and I think we do what we know, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never been pregnant, but apparently
1: everyone in my stories are pregnant, but.
0: I don't know. Maybe it comes from some, you know, story you read as a child or from a past life, if that's what you believe. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, I find it fascinating. I find the way your brain works fascinating compared to mine, compared to everybody else's. Like, It's not it's not just you. Don't flatter yourself. <laughs> So you're not I'm you know not obsessed with you I guess that's fine somebody's got to be <laughs> uh but yeah no I, I basically like that's the whole heart of this podcast is trying to try and figure out where your stories come from where my stories come from how is that different and how can we fire up other people to do the same for themselves and I think I think this was a good discussion for that so what's next well I mean why do you want to keep listening so next week we're going to talk about what happened while we were writing which I think you have a lot to say oh girl mm-hmm. I think it'll help people come back to the page because I struggled a lot with how do I keep writing and for me I had to place these constraints of you have to write at least 500 words a day and if you do that you get a sticker in your calendar right <laughs> you know yeah. and I'm curious to see how that's different for you and and how we can pick that apart yeah man cool so until next week thanks for listening to this episode of a story that works for all the past episodes the show notes or to connect visit a story that If you'd like to support the show, click subscribe and leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. As always, keep writing.